Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our Business Law Podcast, where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist for your listening pleasure. My name is Nasser Pasha. I'm Matt Staub. I was very serious today. I wanted to make sure that everyone knew I was on my game today. This is serious business. I don't think we've ever talked about a more serious topic in the last 161, 62 or 61 episodes, if you're counting this one or not. We have to address it in in respectful way, obviously. So we're going to try to do that today. <laughs> Sorry, I'm watching the I'm watching the video that corresponds to what we're talking about today. It's I think that's a good intro. So let me just see if people recognize this really quick here. Let me a second. You want to keep warm when you're feeling chilled, but you don't want to raise your heating bill. Blankets are okay, but they can slip and slide. And when you need to reach for something, your hands are trapped inside. Now, there's the Snuggie, the blanket that has sleeves. The new Snuggie blankets are here. Watching a show on TV in my Snuggie. Happy that my hands are free in my Snuggie. I'm just as warm as can be in my Snuggie. I love my Snuggie. So I don't know if you could hear that, Matt. I could, yeah. Yeah, so in, in a shocking turn of events, it seems like these deals, the as-seen-on-TV deals, are kind of too good to be true price-wise, which I never would have expected. It's like, oh, you want one for nineteen ninety-five? How about, uh, we'll give you 25 of them if you order <laughs> in the next two minutes or something. But So basically, there's the Snuggie Magic Mesh Door Cover, Perfect Brownie Pans, and a bunch of other ones that all fall under this All-Star Marketing Group, LLC. Well, it turns out they got fined by the FTC. Let's see, roughly, what, $8 million total? $7.5 million to restitution to customers and another half million to the New York Attorney General's office for deceiving customers about the cost of its products. So if anyone's seen these in an infomercial before, they always you know, give you the product and then order within however long and get another one for free or whatever the deal is, which I think, I don't know if I've ever seen one that wasn't like that. But what they were doing, at least what All-Star Marketing Group was doing is, you know, when you give you that second product, well, the already kind of high shipping and handling fee is actually going to double. So basically there's making up for this extra double the amount you get for it by doubling the shipping. And yeah, this was the whole deception that was going on with customers. And turns out they definitely were deceiving them with this $8 million, which $8 million isn't that, isn't that much for these companies, but the actual price of the product jumps to 35.85, nearly double the advertised price. So on one hand, it's like, hey, you get all this, uh, you get buy one, get one free. But then not only is that not true, it ends up being even more expensive than uh, double what, what you're supposed to pay. Very unfair. Yeah. And I mean, it is deceiving, but wouldn't you, to me, the customer still has the option of saying no before they pay, right? It's Well, here's a good point is that they have a 30 day money back guarantee. Yeah, I just saw that. But of course, that's less packaging and handling. And according to the complaint, the FTC says that consumers are reported the company refused to issue refunds and directed consumers to return their unwanted products at their own expense. So even that didn't work. And and I'm just wondering, like, okay, like one of the problems with the FTC is that they will only start enforcing it if it starts to become a big issue, if they get a number of complaints. And, and that's because they're just an organization that you know, has to 
prioritize between different issues that come across. Now, state attorney generals are a little bit more adaptable in that respect. It just kind of depends upon the budget and so forth. But still there, they're only going to get involved on a very large level. And then on a local level, if it's a small issue, then you're going to have to file civilly. But the reality is, is that there are still companies out there that are taking advantage of you know, people's weaknesses and fine print and kind of trying to skirt the law every time they can. And this is, you know, Snuggies is a, has been an established product for a while now. And I think many of us are still surprised. Like, look, you guys are doing fine as a company. Why do you need to go through these tactics? But it makes you wonder, maybe that's what made them a good company is, is doing these kinds of things. Well, I don't think Snuggies are around anymore. I think they kind of fell off because enough people bought them and that was that. But you can't profit on shipping and handling as a thing. And so, they, I mean, yeah. If you buy one thing and then you get just a second one of it, unless you're shipping it in two separate boxes, like it doesn't really make sense. Everybody knows how shipping things works. Like there's a price break if you put two things in the same, like there's a set fee and there's, you know, it goes down from that. So it just doesn't really make sense. And I guess maybe they weren't informing or I guess billing customers without their express informed consent, not making adequate disclosures upselling the goods and services, illegally billing customers without first getting their consent. Seems, it still seems weird to me, but I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm not surprised by this in the least because this is just the nature of the whole thing is it, it's, it's just preying on people trying to sell them these shoddy products to begin with. So it's <laughs> to me, it's this is their clientele and they already were taking advantage of them. And now it's just, you know, financially screwing them over as well yeah and it looks like this eight million is actually a settlement yeah yeah so that means that they're cooperating and you know all-stars general counsel in typical fashion their response to a particular article that we're reading from consumerists is quote all-star is pleased to have resolved the matter and we're proud that it result resulted in positive change for our company one of our goals has always been to provide a positive purchasing experience for our customers while we have always believed our processes complied with the law we are proud to have successfully worked with the FTC and the New York AG to improve them and set new standards for transparency, the New York Attorney General. So, I don't know. I mean, it's it's frustrating, right? From a consumer's perspective, you never want to see these kinds of uh, companies participate in these kinds of acts. And from an employer's perspective, like from a company's perspective, gosh, I mean... Uh, have some higher standards, right? And even if you're on the edge of edge of the law, I mean, you'd want to be a little bit bu- above it, you know? Yeah, that's just, that's just a typical statement drafted up by an attorney. So that's not, not too surprised at all. Yeah, basically it says nothing. And working with the attorney general's office, getting, getting a complaint against your company to the attorney general's office of your state is definitely should be taken very seriously when they call and do the investigation and so forth, being very responsive on the onset, course hiring an attorney, ignoring the problem. A lot of times I've seen clients or businesses, what they do is they'll push it aside a little bit, like, oh, that was just one incident or whatever. And what will end up happening is it'll start growing because the AG will investigate other consumers too, other customers, I should say. And if they see a pattern at all, they're going to keep investigating. It's just gonna snowball from there. And so a lot of times these businesses, especially I think for Snug, I. I doubt if the corporate counsel, general counsel knew how the conversations were going on those telemarketing, you know, it's probably such a big organization that 
these processes are turning into violations because of inefficiencies and disorganization, not necessarily intentional. That's very well possible as well. Yeah, I, I guess I'm interested in how this all-star marketing group, so they can't be the ones that develop all these products and so maybe they just buy do you do you know how it works do they buy the products off of these people they may be some reseller or some maybe separate affiliated entity i mean they it looks like these guys are the ones responsible for the operating and management by the way who who buys who buys a snuggie from a telemarketer that's so weird <laughs> yeah i guess that's true <laughs> i know a few people that bought them uh, but it was more of a it was a joke thing well yeah because if you if you watch the commercials like there's one of those series of commercials there's one that you can dress up like a bodybuilder. It has like images on the front or in a tuxedo. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of goofy. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm reading through the complaint now. I mean, where do you draw the line on what's a, this isn't the exact same, but what's like a proper sales tactic? Because they, there's talking about upselling and things like that too. It's so like what's appropriate and what's not when it comes to how these salespeople are going about trying to close these deals. Well, looking at this during telemarketing, illegally billing consumers without first getting their consent. Like this is definitely a major consideration of legality for the FTC when it comes to telemarketing. It is one of the primary uh, tenets and for them to <clears throat> for them to violate that particular rule is a matter of failing to create a proper policy in, tele, in your telemarketing sales. It is possible, as annoying it as, it as it is, to do telemarketing sales, but the compliance aspect is, is pretty strict, but it's not st so strict that you can't do it. It's actually very easy to comply with it, but it's, it's, you have to put in that effort. And, and for, for a company like this to violate those laws, it's, you know, it makes you wonder, like, you know, what, what were you doing? Why were you so haphazard in that respect? So, and again, assuming these violations are, are, are true, I mean, there's a settlement. I'm not sure if they actually admitted fault or anything like that. They probably didn't. They probably did make some corrections and so forth. And, you know, they still, in fact, even in the statement, they still believe that they complied with the law. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking at their, the prayer for relief here and the complaint and, you know, they asked for an injunction. Yeah, and then award such relief as the court finds necessary to redress injury to consumers, blah, blah, blah. I wonder what they would have got if it would have actually gone and, and move forward with outside of a settlement. Well, actually, most of these things I settle because if they don't settle, these FTC complaints ends up being like a lot more. I'll tell you that because they because usually it's just by every count that they get violations and the the damages are statutory. And so it'll be like, I don't know, I'm just making something up, like five or 10 grand for every single count. So that means for every sale that they may have they may have, and so forth. And so it can add up pretty quickly. So that $8 million mark may have been a lot more if uh, it didn't settle. And they knew that. And they would have had to spend. It would have been bad publicity even further, but it's already in public records. So. And just to let everybody know, the, the definition of up, upselling, since I mentioned it, is a solicitation of the purchase of goods or services following an initial transaction during a single telephone call. So, but I, I think I think the upsell was okay, but the problem is that they were charging like basically. Uh, I'll read it right here: is the in numerous instances in connection with defendants' efforts to upsell various products or services, defendant has caused billing information to be submitted for payment without the express informed consent of the consumer. That's the problem. 
Well, the the upsell is a separate transaction and not a continuation of the first transaction. So yeah, exactly. I think that's that's where it went into. So it's separate consent, separate disclosures. Yeah. So that's that's where they got into trouble, and that's actually kind of tricky. Well, someday uh, Snuggies will come back stronger than ever. Hopefully, we should come up with a product and try to get it on the on this. I agree. Snuggies part two. Something Snuggie. Let's just let, let's just try to rip off their idea and name. It's a it's a snuggy it's a snuggy slim fit because slim fit's pretty big. That's actually a good, not a bad idea. It'd be too restrictive though. It'd be like it'd be too too snug. Yeah, too <laughs> snug. Yeah, Ec- extra snuggy. Too snuggy. Uh, okay. All right, guys. Well, that's enough about that. So sorry we had to tackle this serious issue once again, but uh, you know someone has to do it. Yeah. Well, FTC is nothing to joke about, but <laughs> that's true. All right, have a good one, everyone. Keep it sound, keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.